Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive headfirst into our favourite scenes, let's remind ourselves of the goings-on with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Over to you, Lucy. This Week in Ambridge was brought to you by the entire listening audience shouting, Go on, my son! every time (laughs) Jimus opened his mouth. We began the week with harassment, asking Brian what his name was. Ask Matron, she'll tell you. Brian had been sent to the shop by Jenny Darling, as Waitrose had forgotten to deliver his anusol, and he was understandably travelling at some speed to get there. Harassment, who had decided to go from duff cop to tough cop, having realised that the entire village has been taking the piss for years, pulled him over. Well, he tried to. As he said to Fallon later... He had to give it some to catch up. Brian was going 37 miles an hour and Harrisman's only in a pedal car. His little legs were a blur. Well, what with that and the old Chalfonts giving him jip, Brian was naturally in a bit of a temper by the time he finally got to the shop and so was delighted to discover Krusty in there as it gave him an opportunity to vent his spleen. He had it in for her because she was a big old meanie pants about him poisoning the am. That was something that happened years ago that we had no control over, said Brian. A, who's we, it was you that took the money to allow that stuff to be buried on your land. And B, you may not have known that it was a poison, but you certainly didn't stop to find out if it was. And don't go on about how sad Jenny was to leave home farm. Compared with what you've done to Jenny Darling in the past, Krusty getting a bit sanctimonious about you having to leave your baronial hall is nothing. Brian, I am ashamed of you. Go and sit in the corner and think about what you've done. (laughs) Krusty spent the afternoon talking to Helen through a gobful of biscuits about volunteering in a homeless shelter. Uh, I've got to do something to put things right, she said. Krusty, you don't always have to do something to put something right. Just thinking and reflecting and stopping is sometimes enough. Leaping into things without thinking is what got you into Sausage Boy and the Slave Master General. So just stop for the love of God. (laughs) Rex is behaving like a boyfriend who has been dumped by the entire Archer family. He had a very yes, no conversation with Josh, then lost his shit and had a proper hissy fit. He basically leapt up against the fridge, waving a glass of Prosecco hiccuping and saying, your family have never liked me, have they? (laughs) Ever since Elaine said that thing at Julie's wedding. The only bit he didn't do was sing my way and be sick. He even did the whole dumped classic of becoming a bit incoherent and saying it was all blood under the bridge. (laughs) Josh continued manfully on saying, I'm sorry you're upset. Your hair looks really nice. Of course, everybody (laughs) loves you. But really, the only thing anyone could have said was, ooh. Anyway, it didn't work. And Rex did the agricultural equivalent of revenge porn by telling everyone on social media that Brookfield has been built by legions of slaves and that Jill's cakes were made of puppies' tears. (laughs) 
There was an entertaining but entirely baffling bit in which Jazza and Tracy pretended not to be in a relationship. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing this. They're both single. Also, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and an economic collapse. No one cares who anyone is sleeping with. I did enjoy Tracy dismissing Jade as not a proper girlfriend, as she'd only kissed Jazza twice and fiddled with his gold top, and him hotly denying the fact that his entire career was built on staring at fish. More of the relationship, less of the pretending that they're not having one, please. <laughs> the auditors are coming to Barrow Farm, and as a result, Neil went all squeaky again. At the moment, he is permanently sounding as if his testicles are in the silage clamp. If he gets any higher, only bats will be able to hear him. His main concerns seemed to be, as he explained them to Brian in his usual calm and rational fashion, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to be sacked and sent to prison. And also one of the pigs has got blue ear. It's fine. One of the others had just scribbled on it in Biro. They were bored. It's lockdown. <laughs> Brian attempted to calm him down by describing the discovery that the entire farm had been involved in the use of slave labour as a bit of a sticky wicket, which is the most Brian thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Josh waited for Rex to get over his Prosecco hangover and mop his face before visiting him again in an effort to put things right. You're practically family to us, he reassured him. We're passive aggressive to you. We make you work for hardly any money and we don't like you very much. Welcome to the Archers. Rex was mollified and stood there smiling weakly until it dawned on him that he'd basically posted a close-up picture of David's willy on Facebook and hurried <laughs> off to see if he could take it down. And spectacularly, Jimus's takedown of Philip Boss, now no one's boss. Tellingly, Philip used the phrase fake news to describe <laughs> what he'd done. A phrase, lest we forget, that wasn't in use until it was introduced by that arch manipulator who was just about to start playing the misunderstood victim after treating human lives like dross, ex-President Trump. Jim's pent-up anger towards his own abuser came flowing out and no one can do icy contempt like dear old Jimus. And I cheered just what 2021 needs. More Jimus, less Mossus. The end. Yay! Oh, I really... That was really profound. <laughs> Funny yes. but profound. Profound, yes, that's me. It's what you do best. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I agree with. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what did, did you cheer when you heard Jimus? Um, well, unfortunately, I think a child came into the kitchen. Oh, bloody children. <laughs> no, but I, but I, uh, I did re-listen. Yes, oh. I, I did cheer. I liked that whole bit, actually. Oh. I loved Philip and Alistair and Philip, because oh. I, I thought Alistair was going to be taken in. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I sort of thought maybe he should have been a little bit and then... No, but I suppose they had to do with the bit where we thought Jim was being taken in. Yeah. And then his spectacular turnaround was yeah. wonderful. Yes. Yeah. It really Worth was. it. Yes. It was a really good week for the art. I've I yeah. really enjoyed every episode, actually. Have you? The, bit, the bits that I heard. <laughs> in between the children coming in, in and out. Mummy! <laughs> Mummy, shall I finish that maths lesson? <laughs> no, I don't want to do Never any mind. more homeschooling. Watch the television, darling. Watch the television. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really good week. So what were your favourite bits? My high point, I don't know if it was a high point or a low point, but I really liked um, the Harrison and Brian scene. Yes. Because, yeah. uh, well, because for the first time, Harrison wasn't everybody's friend. Yeah. And being really annoying with it. Yeah. You know, and obviously because it was Brian, I was just, you know, because of course, yeah. Brian was the perfect candidate for him to be, you know, properly police too, yeah because of course brian would have um expected a but yeah. then again i was also 
shocked that Brian hasn't had more speeding fines. Surely he would have done five speeding awareness courses by now. <laughs> you know where Fallon said, I never know where the yes. where it goes from 30 to 40. I thought, yes, yes, Fallon, exactly. Yes. They needed to put that in because that's yes. what everybody yeah. was thinking. Yes. <laughs> but I love the fact that Harrison was like, Fallon, for God's sake, it's, it's really obvious. But, um, and then she's but, like, all right, officer, blimey. <laughs> I love Fallon. I love the way she can just easily sort of, um, he's completely under her thumb, isn't he? Yes. But, she just, but I... But but it was yeah. the first time that Harrison, because when he was speaking to um, Fallon, he showed his insecurities for yeah. about the first time yeah. ever, I think. Yeah. He wasn't annoying, smug, jokey, jokey Harrison. He was genuinely gutted and yeah. ashamed of himself and not yeah. for, for, and you know, and now that he, and humiliated because now he's not part of yeah. the, the investigation. But I mean, surely, would he even be allowed to? Because, I mean, he might end up being a witness well, that's the thing. How can he be involved in anything, really? Because he's he's yes. everybody's mate. Yes, yes. So exactly. there's always a conflict of interest, isn't I there? Think, I think that in the days of the old Dixon of Doc Green stuff, <laughs> and and you know, in the olden days, having I, a village police. I, yeah, because the the regulation was so much less strict. You could just go round, have a bit of a word, and they'd and you nothing would be written down. They'd just trust that the local village policeman would sort it out according to you know, what felt appropriate sort Mm. of thing. But now everything has to be written up and body cammed and God knows what else. You can't do that anymore. It's That's all sort of changed. Um, So I think the role of the village policeman has massively altered. And in fact, it's very, very rare now, isn't it, to have a village policeman because they're normally trying to, like Vickers, poor buggers, they're trying to to cover, you know, uh, half of northeast England. Presumably policemen just live in a village now but aren't the village policemen. Yeah, no. (laughs) But it was like now, you know, well, the whole of Ambridge has to be on alert constantly. Now, Harrison's (laughs) taking no more Mr. Nice Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what he said as well, wasn't it? He said, I'm not going to be asleep anymore. And it's like, well, yes, because you were completely completely dozy yes yeah but i i really liked that new side of harrison when he was yeah suddenly being a bit more real wasn't he Mm -hmm. that wasn't my can i just sorry no no you do your high because that wasn't my real high okay i want to know what your real one was can you can't you guess it was the funniest funniest scene oh i knew that was my low that was down as my low i knew that you would say that was your high what Meeple setup was your low. <laughs> that I was practically rolling on the floor crying. The only thing that made me laugh was staring at Fash every time he went Fash. It kept making me laugh. Jam, can you go for some maple setup? <laughs> and then Tracy was like, "What? Oh, they sell maple sugar from the shop." <laughs> that was just every single part of that scene was his. <sighs> Derek, oh, you have to admit. I did like, I did like, the only bit I liked of that was her clambering over the gate, fighting for the fence and feeling like she was on. And it just reminded me of that bit in Hot Fuzz where he might, where Thingy Bob tries to climb over the fence and brings the whole thing down. Um, I thought that was just but brilliant. why? Why are they, why can... Well, because, no, I totally see why. Because they don't want any, they especially don't want, because they don't want to be a relationship, do they? They're hiding the fact that, they're both pretending they're never going to be a relationship. So if anyone found out they were sleeping together, they'd be, you know. Yeah, but Jazza tells 
anybody that doesn't move fast enough that he's rogering half of his milk round. So why would it make any difference that he was rogering Tracy? Because he really likes Tracy, doesn't he? He really clearly fancies her a lot, but couldn't, can't admit it because they're doing that annoying thing of... Yes, but well, why I don't are like they you. doing... Why are they doing that? Because that's what you do when you really like somebody. No, and it you isn't. Would... You say, I really like you. Not for Tracy go, and Chatter. Unless you're nine in the playground and you run over to somebody, <laughs> they... push them over and run away <laughs> laughing. Well, that's sort of, that is what they're doing, isn't it? They're doing that sort of pulling each oh, other's hair and going, God. don't like you. Oh, I think it's so funny. But it makes a, it makes a brilliant, funny drama. Especially hiding it from Jim. Who knew all just... the time, anyway. <laughs> I hope there's a lot more misunderstandings. Oh, God. <laughs> meeple setup. Well, Jim, have we got any meeple setup? What, what do you think this is, Jazza? Claridge's? <laughs> you have lemon and sugar like everybody else. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> what do you want to go and ask for maple syrup for? <laughs> oh, they sell it at the shop. <laughs> oh. With any luck, we'll have a bit where one of them's trying to tell the other one that they love them and the other one won't stop talking long enough for them to be able to say that. So it'll be I... one of those scenes that makes you want to put your radio in a bowl full of hot water and just drown it. No, because it. the next thing that will happen, I think, is that Jazza gets a girlfriend or, you know, sort of reluctantly gets a girlfriend and makes Tracy jealous. Oh, you know, it'll, it'll be Valentine's Day, won't it? Yeah, so this will go on for ages. Yeah, well, it's go on to Valentine's Day and then there'll be... Oh Some right! Great thing, and then and then Susan will find out, and then that will be that. Oh, well, that was... Susan knows. Everyone knows. Though. That was another brilliant gym line, wasn't it? The one about Susan. Mm. Well, is anybody ever ready for Susan? Yes. <laughs> Do you hear that one? Yes. It's so funny. That was my. That was my. Nobody high point. in the history of mankind <laughs> has ever been ready for Susan. <laughs> And I think Jimus this week was my star character and it's like Star Baker. Jimus was my Star Baker this week because he every scene he was in, he lifted it up, he moved it along, and he said what I was thinking all the way through. And when he's I was hoping he was gonna bar Brian from the shop. Oh, that would have been good. But as I suspect Jennifer probably provides at least a good three quarters of the shops. <laughs> but that's the thing. Even that line was hilarious, wasn't it? The fact that his essential deliveries hadn't come. <laughs> there were too many substitutions, so he'd been sent to the shop. <laughs> what well, I'd also say what was hilarious was, um, you know, because everybody was talking like this in the shop, and then <laughs> Jim goes, mask. Yeah. So I was a bit conf- I was a bit confused. Yes, how everybody had crystal clear diction even after they'd got it. Yes, no, that was nonsense. I'm surprised they even mentioned that really because Yes, they don't need they to. They don't need to. They- and also they've kind of we can't, we've kind of entered into that sort of um, conspiracy of silence that that Corona has actually left Ambridge. It's like untouched. So this is exactly they don't yeah. they they don't stop mentioning it now. Yeah, because <laughs> even Tracy and Jazza. Oh no, it was Jim again, wasn't it? Jim yeah. was basically like, oh, do you think you should, you know, but yeah, this isn't very moral of you. Yeah, <laughs> in in a pandemic to be sleeping around. <laughs> but then <laughs> Philip's been sent away. No one knows where, and he's coming back to Ambridge. So he's not even supposed to be doing that on <laughs> pandemic grounds. Never mind legal grounds. Because I thought Harrison was going to stop Brian and say, "Is this a, is this an essential journey?" Yeah, yeah. And clearly it was because yeah. he had to go and get the rest of his shopping. But I thought he might book him on that. <laughs> I love that though. Name. Oh come yeah. on. Yeah. Name. 
a good, dress. <laughs> good person. <laughs> yes. So yes. I loved Gemma, it. Gemma, who was your star baker then? Um, well, it would, I actually think it was Harrison this week. Right. No, Harrison, Tracy and Jazza. Okay. And, oh, I can't decide. I'll pick yours. I th- <laughs> you can be Sandy Toxpig and have the last word. You're copying. Um, <laughs> I thought that Helen actually stood up for, she actually stood up for something for once. She actually said something when she said to Kirsty, this is much too soon Yeah. for you to be, you know, uh, uh, for you to be... Kirsty's just oh my god she well, just has in... to put herself it's her anxiety I know but she's one of those people that you stop flying around trying to fix things just sit with it sit yeah, but with... you can see why because she's yeah. still in shock isn't she yeah. she's still desperate but she's trying really. to absolve herself in the eyes of the village as well but that was also that was a personal low point for me because I got really confused because she was like, I think I really want to go and volunteer for the homeless at the Elms. And I was like, well, so she's going to go there and be like, oh, Christine, I thought you were on... Because I was thinking the Elms was the laurels. (laughs) I was like, God, I knew Christine had fallen on hard times, but I'm sure she was doing karate with Lee. living in a skip. (laughs) I got really confused. Hello, Hello. They must be neighbours, the elms and the laurels, though. Yeah. Must be the elms. But it was interesting on that side. she said, "You used to go there, didn't you, Helen?" And she said, "Oh, we haven't been very much recently." Because <laughs> <laughs> when Olwyn was around, who you were yes. under the impression is Pat's lesbian lover, yes, yes, then they were always up the elms, <laughs> fiddling around and forcing soup on people, and um, and then it just stopped. Amber, Olwyn disappeared, and there was no there was no more chat about the elms. Well, uh, was it probably was it because Helen went to prison that it stopped? No, no, no. This was after, wasn't oh, was it? it? Olwyn was after. The oh prison, god, yeah. time flies. Yes, when you're listening to the arches, when you're living in your car. But I think, um, uh, no, uh, but I think good for Kirsty. She needs a distraction at the moment. No, if I, if I, no. But no, she's you not are just... a bit of a Kirsty though. That's exactly what you yes, would do. It is what I would do. There yes. is no way I would just stop and think no. because. <laughs> Because that would hurt and be reflective. So it's much better to just run away from it. Yes. It's much better to go, just go, go, go. Then you don't have to, because then you just get, you know, you're, you're, you have a new focus. You're not dwelling and you get a sense of purpose and, and happiness again, hopefully. But it Kirstie. doesn't go away. It just comes, if you don't deal with stuff at the time, it just comes back and bites you on the arse later. Oh yeah, but by then you're old and <laughs> drinking more anyway, so... <laughs> I'd rather that. Right. Okay. So you'd rather gamble with Kirsty's incipient alcoholism than let her just also, stop. You never know. She might meet someone nice at oh, the Elms. God's Harriet. <laughs> someone who she rarely connects with and can marry yeah. again. <laughs> and have a baby. Um, Kirsty is part of a criminal investigation involving the homeless. There is well, no way. Yeah. It's going to look so suspicious if she then starts hanging around homeless people. Yes, obviously she. Uh, Helen was right. She can't do no. do anything at the moment because she is literally in the middle of a criminal investigation. There is no way she can go looking for those boys because she's going to get herself further into trouble. Yes, yes. But but then uh, how it, how are we going to find them? This is what I keep thinking. I can't even remember the name of that. You know the um, you know the madam that they've gone to. 
Oh, Victoria. So German, uh, Victoria, that's yes. one, yeah. So how, I'm, I'm so sort of excited about how that's going to unfold because presumably Gavin's going to be found first. I think Kirsty's going to somehow mm. find Gavin mm. and then it'll eventually, or maybe they'll run away from Victoria. Or I, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I need something I to be excited about. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, there's nothing, nothing else I'm looking forward to. <laughs> This January is so depressing. It's homeschooling. Don't be <laughs> negative. You love a bit of homeschooling. You know you do. Uh, you know how much it enhances my life. Yes. How you wake up in the morning clapping your oh. little hands with joy at the idea of doing phonics I've had a for the next headache all day. <laughs> I mean, all week even. Um, yes, but that is what I'm looking forward to. I uh, think go on, what's any, your other... Any, any sort of resolution is good at the minute isn't it yeah but i'm happy for it to carry on i i think that's actually i think what i've discovered is with the archers a good crime drama in the middle of it makes it brilliant because i you know i like all the night you know the the sweet bits like tracy and jazza but to have an an actual sort of proper like poirot miss marple thing going on is brilliant yeah Yeah. what did you think about rex's um Rex oh. you all hate me, don't you? <laughs> I I just because I, I, I was going to re-listen to each episode before today because I feel like I, I was a bit zoned out this week. I, when I put the Rex one on, I heard his voice and I just I was like, I cannot bear to listen to this again. <laughs> there, I am so uninterested, so uninterested in Rex and his problems. <laughs> Talk about, you know, he's a. I mean, he's a nice guy, but he. He's no. the, him and him and Toby are like the definition of, you know, d- they're both overprivileged. They both come from privileged backgrounds. One of them kind of accepts that, understands it, and cracks yeah. on with it. And yeah. the other one's like, "But what about me?" Oh. You know, I, that, yeah, to- Toby, I can deal with because he's relaxed and he's, you know, he can be reasonably amusing. Yeah. Rex, mo- he's so earnest, isn't he? And yeah. worthy and moany, yeah. moany. Yeah. And you sort of think like. Oh my god! You know you're not being evicted. Yeah. You were renting here, yeah. and then and they've given you notice yeah. and said we sorry yeah. we need it back. I mean it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? This attitude. Yes. Seriously, yeah, really just is. just grow up and move. You know, be excited about the next chapter in your life. I mean, there's poor old Emma living in a porter loo yes. on her own <laughs> in-laws farm. She's you know happy as Larry from. <laughs> Because she's clearly yeah, mental, she didn't but, get know. her her dream house. That, no, you know, and you know, look at her; she's she's yeah. getting on with life again. I loved that when when <laughs> when he said, "So you won't do it, will you?" And he went, "No." And there was kind of like this really uncertain. Ah. It's like when you wake up in the morning when you when you think, "Oh, thank God, I didn't text that." But oh my God, I did. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, it's like anything on Twitter, is it? If you yeah. reply to somebody, yes. Because you're so fired up about yeah. it, like, hey, that's not yeah. right. And then, yeah. you, and then you reply, and then you feel sick because you realise you've been a right yeah. dick. And then you and think, <laughs> is it too, can I delete it now? Or will people, because <laughs> if it's been there and then gone, is that worse than it just, oh, you know? Oh, God. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. But no, but that's going to presumably blow up into something, isn't it? Yes. That's going to run as a big story. But what can he have said? Farm. I mean, the slave farm, was that it? There's he nothing said else what he, there. he read out what he said, didn't, didn't he? Yes, he, that it's not a picturesque farm. It's not, yeah. a, it's not this high standard. Yes, it's been built by farming. slaves. Right. <laughs> like the pyramids. 
<laughs> Brooke it's... failed the ninth wonder of the world. Where would, where, wh- but where would he have put that on Facebook or what? On well, they don't have real social media, do they? No. They just have social media. Was it on Twitface or something like that. <laughs> Twit farm. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the face young farm. Fa- face <laughs> farm. That's where he put it. <laughs> on the young farmers Facebook group. <laughs> something really <laughs> controversial Where seven people will see it none of whom can read so that's fine no it'll be the same sort of forum as that um uh i want to say the mudlarkers but the uh you know oh, metal the, detectors, yeah, yeah, yeah. the detectorists yes <laughs> there were no grumpies this week were there no but we, we had a bit us. we had a bit already didn't we last week yeah can't have too much of a good thing no but I, but I want more Jazza and Tracy. God. Yeah, I do. You, you can have Jim with them, though. Then, yeah, then you'd true. like it. That's true. More Jazza, Tracy, Jim. More Grundies, always. I'm missing Lizzie and Russ. I Because ne- that never happened. L- what, you really think that that is going to happen? I think it would have happened had the pandemic not got to the yeah. BBC. No. <laughs> yes, because what was the point of moving him in and... Because well, there was, I'm sure there were a the few episodes. What is the point of Russ? Full stop. He's a <laughs> well, waste exactly. of good skin, isn't he? Oof. What's the point of Russ unless him and Lizzie are going to get it on? She, even Lizzie would be self-aware enough to not roger her daughters. Oh, I don't know. It's Lizzie we're talking about. <laughs> She's so self-obsessed. <laughs> oh, Russ, I, I really shouldn't. But um, okay. oh, go on then. <laughs> the orangery, you say. Yeah, the ladies' toilet in there is often empty, so... <laughs> It'll be, no, it'd be in the disabled. There's more room. <laughs> I don't... I, um, I can't even see Russ as attractive, honestly. I think he is a little... I, I think I fancy him a little No! <laughs> well, because he's a teacher, isn't he? And, you know, oh a bit old. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are so establishment. You make me feel like a blooming green-haired anarchist. And I'm the world's most compliant woman. God. <laughs> He's a teacher. He's got control and he might approve of me. I love him. <laughs> and he does art. <laughs> Bad art. Oh, God, yeah. It sounded appalling, didn't it? His art. I miss all that. I Because mi- I, that was funny, wasn't it? All but his that was in the art. before times, wasn't it? When people yeah. could go to things and we could yeah. see things and all that. He's, on the I think they'll they'll bring him back. <laughs> then, But then, Lily, because Lily... Oh, anyway, let, that's not this week. We can't discuss. No, we can't talk about Sorry. it. Sorry. We've made it sound like we know what's happening now, don't we? Yeah, no, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. I we get don't the, know the script anything, sent to just... me ahead of time. Yeah. So, oh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you copy me in, do you think? Or you're just going to keep that to yourself? Yeah. Okay. I see um, where this is going. Yep. I th- that, that's it for me. I didn't have any more low points. Or Oh, yes, no, the blue ear, obviously. <laughs> what was that thing when... <laughs> I had to replay it because I thought I'd missed the joke when Neil was like, oh, and the pig's got blue ear. And then Brian was like, uh, well, you'll, you'll find a little joke in there about pigs yeah. and social distancing and wearing masks and uh, pandemics. And, and Neil was like, no, I won't. I am shitting myself as we speak. I will not. Nothing I thought on. I couldn't see the joke. It's because it, it's when they're in too close it's contagious. Well, I, I mean, yes, because thingy. because Brian explained it, I yes, did but there, see no, that. There wasn't but... a joke. There wasn't a joke. It was just, <laughs> what Neil, was the point of that? Brian line? was just trying to show that he was relaxed and Neil oh, was a wound up lunatic. I see. I see. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I missed the point entirely. But poor Neil. If he carries on like this, mm. he's going to burst. I yeah. mean, 
He sounds like somebody at the moment who's letting helium out of a balloon really, really slowly in sort of little bursts. And he's well, just like, oh. I think, though, that I think he's right to be cautious. Mm. I thought Brian was being too relaxed about yeah, it. Yeah, totally cavalier. Typical. This is, pro- you know, because yeah. it's Borchester land. Everything yeah. could go under, couldn't yep. it? Yep. Blue ear or no. But <laughs> I wear a pink ear. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. If the, if, And Erica Hobbs has emailed us. And oh, said, really? I am so happy I found this podcast. I love your good humoured analysis of characters and storylines. <laughs> Erica, that is a very rosy way of describing us being good good humoured because well Harriet's good humoured. <laughs> I am a miserable old cow. But it's very nice of you. That's really nice of her. Are you sure she got the right podcast? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well no, she did email. Ambridge yes, true. on the couch true. at gmail.com. So true. That would you. Be There's no clue. mistaking. That's yeah. very kind. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. And <laughs> if I anybody would... else would like to email it's now in. That made me them. feel guilty and I would attempt to be more good humoured because I'm conscious. I'm you are good humoured. I don't think you are all, cynical. You're all Tracy Sunshine and you love the love and you love the everybody being happy and singing and birds. No, and that's because and I like escapism as well. Yes. You know, I, uh, yeah, that's um. why. Talking of which, I've also been listening to CAD File on Radio 4 Extra. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And also, because it all happened in the 11th century, you don't have to worry about it because you can't do anything about it. That is exactly right. Whereas I can't watch Breaking Bad or anything like that without being so stressed because it's contemporary. Yes. But back then, you can murder them, you can slit their wrists, bloodshed everywhere. And yep. I'm not that worried about it because it was so long ago. Welcome to my world. This is why I like, I obsessively collect vintage murder mysteries from the 1920s and 30s. And that oh. is why, because it is a really interesting point in history and I don't care about them. I, I, I like the ones I like, and but I don't have to worry that anything is real. Yeah, well, maybe that's why I love Miss Marple and Poirot mm. so much. Because yeah. I, I think as well, it's so of its time. Yes. And it's the sort plots of are a... ridiculous. Yes, which is also exactly. Yeah. So it's all, it's all caricatured, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that you don't you don't feel too stressed about it. No, exactly. But I do highly recommend Cadfile because it's so... It's it's brilliantly acted. Yeah. It was made in like 1992, the version I'm listening to. But, it's, but, but, but again, and that's the thing, if you watch something from 1992 on the telly, it's dated, hasn't mm-hmm. it? This is like, this could have been made last week. Mm. It's so perfect. Mm. And, you know, the quality's brilliant. The acting's amazing. It's Michael Horton, isn't it? Is he the narrator? Oh, it's great. And also, it had Bert in it from the oh, really? <laughs> yes. It like... makes me laugh when people tell you, like, hello, what are you doing here? It's like, <laughs> and it was, it's like it bumping was... into somebody unexpectedly yes. in Tesco. You think, what the hell? <laughs> it really took me by surprise because it was Bert being Bert. Bert. Is that you? <laughs> It is funny, isn't it? Because often you'll get one of the Archer's characters turning up in some yeah. old radio yeah. drama and yeah. you go, oh? That's Jolene. <laughs> What's yeah. she doing? Yeah. And they always sound a little bit posher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Bert just sounds like Bert. Oh. <laughs> okay. And now let's see how our shiny new listener has dealt with this week in Ambridge. If you want to know anything about the residents of our favourite village, please email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. So how is Mr. Newbie, Lucy? Um, he's. I think he's struggling because there was a hell of a lot of characters mentioned this time. And he was thinking, who the hell are all these people? Uh, he said he very much enjoyed Harassment saying to Brian, 
who are you and what is your name and where do you live? And he's very much hoping that Harrisman is going to arrest everybody in Ambridge so that then you can find out who everybody is. Because he said at the moment, Brian Aldridge sounds exactly like every other older male character in The Archers. I've got no bloody chance. So, yeah. When it does make you realise how many people we know. Yeah, how many characters? Yeah. yeah. Must be, well, I was going to say hundreds or is it dozens? I think it's probably probably about Over 50 it. people yeah. that we kind of hold in our heads and we know where they all fit in. Even if they haven't been in it for three yeah. years. Yeah, or like Sabrina, Usha. who's never spoken. Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> Terry I was thinking, Sabrina, <laughs> even though she gave Kirsty, she rolled her eyes at Kirsty, I, yeah. I bet, I bet, I bet Sabrina's swimming pool was built by slave labour. Yes. She is, she will <gasps> totally have gone for the cheapest quote. Yeah. Oh God, wouldn't it be good if she was arrested of everybody? <laughs> Off she went, kicking and screaming. Because that is anyway. the part, yeah. that is the part I want. When it comes up, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's my part. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. How would you do Sabrina? Um, well, I did do a Sabrina once in a, um, uh, way back when I started Shambridge and I did a Sabrina monologue. I think she'd sort of be like this with a bit of vocal fry, but maybe she sounds a bit young. So actually maybe she should be more sort of like, um, maybe she's a bit too much like Lizzie if she's... Down no, because that sounds like Joanna Lumley or someone. And I don't okay. Think <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Mr. Newby says mm-hmm. uh, he's very much fond of Fallon. He said Fallon and Jolene sound like refugees from Dallas or Dynasty. But that's exactly the point. <laughs> Fallon is Jolene's daughter. Jolene's got an assumed name. And she called Fallon Fallon because of Dynasty. Because, uh, you know, don't you imagine that Jolene is still wearing shoulder pads? <laughs> she never stopped. And uh, and a wig, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big hairpiece <laughs> issues going on. But he said she's got quite a sexy voice, like a sultry Pamers. More yeah. Fallon, please. And she's a little bit of American. When I do uh, Jolene, I, I am um, Kenton. I put a little bit of American in there yeah. because she sounds does, a bit yeah. sort of word, wild westy, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and he said, "Wow, Brian's a prick." Uh, that <laughs> that's after. Um, after the now he knows his name and shop. number. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, he's still very excited about uh, Jazza and Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it's still obvious that they're mad keen on each other. <laughs> Are they fighting? They're pretending to fight for the benefit of whom? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what yes. that's, was kind of my point, really. Because they, they weren't being overlooked by anybody. No, exactly. Um, and he's now referring to it as snogmanay, which is when... <laughs> They Good. got together. I know, I know. Um, so he's trying to understand. Toby and Rex are brothers, the Fair Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let's not go into the whole Elizabeth, their father oh, thing, because that's gosh. a whole separate. Yes. Toby did get together with the um, the the eldest uh, archer child at Brookfield and begat uh, Rosie. He said, it is clear that Rex absolutely despises the archers, but he's up to his armpits in the family. I'm not surprised he seems to be losing his marbles. He did definitely sound like he was losing Well, you've bit, also missed he? the fact that Rex was in love with his oh, brother's, yes. uh, the mother of his brother's child. Yeah. So there's always now, since then, been a bit of, um, I don't know, tension there. Yes. I think that's why he's so hurt, actually. Oh, do you? Mm. Yeah, because th- yeah, it's Pip who's hurt him, yep. ultimately. Yeah, Pip's rejected him. She rejected him by going out with Toby. Uh, and now she's rejecting him by 
colluding off in, her in land. getting off, get off my land. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think he doesn't know what he's doing really. But I think fundamentally, that's the issue that he's... I mean, actually, although I've slagged Rex off, you have to feel a bit sorry for him because he doesn't... I mean, did their mother die a long time ago? I don't think the mum's mentioned. But the father is wasn't nice, was he? No. He's, he's never accepted his... He's mm. never loved his sons. And so probably Rex feels a bit dejected by everybody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and he also, just needs to... Yeah. But I still think that Pip and Rex are going to be a thing because I think Rex is the natural heir to David in terms of boring man at the helm. True. Practical man of the land. Not the He's never going to set the world on fire, but he's a sort of safe pair of hand as a lord of the manor type thing. Yeah, and him and Pip are much better yeah. suited than him and Toby, even yeah. though Pip would probably like to think she's better suited to Toby. Yeah, yeah. No, her and Rex, and also boring she, old Pop, farts. Pip needs someone to boss around and... Yeah, he appears true. to like being bossed around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> he said, sorry, I'm just reading Mr. Newby. Uh, Blimey, Jazza and Tracy did actually give each other a good sorting out. They're worried about somebody called Susan finding out. She either fancies Jazza or fancies Tracy or is a local <laughs> busybody. She's, she's Tracy's sister and also coincidentally as a sideline the local busybody so yes she she once she once radio susan knows it's you know who's it radio carter she gets called doesn't she by well, she um, was one that announced Michaels, on, she was the yes. one that announced on the radio that her daughter-in-law was yes. pregnant before <laughs> her daughter-in-law's mother had been yes. told yes that so was she, so funny she specializes in <laughs> Letting the cat out the bag yes, on air. And, and also having very strong opinions about everything, which she also shares as fact. Um, yeah, she doesn't hold back. So once she knows, everybody knows. And she is obsessed with her sister Tracy's love life. So that's why they're trying to keep everything... Well, they appear to be trying to keep everything quiet from everybody, but I guess it's because they don't actually want Susan to know. Um, yeah. Also, it's much more exciting when... It's much more exciting to have a secret relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, uh, he says, uh, Tracy is post-coitally very pleased with herself. She really was, wasn't she? She had a proper spring in her step. A big, big boing in over the faces. There. Yeah. Um, he said, oh God, Neil has to go and talk to the auditors. By the time he's done, he'll have confessed to the great train robbery and showed them where the Ark of the Covenant is hidden. Yes, you're probably right. Um He's referring to Helen as Mystery Cheese Woman because he's forgotten her name. But yes, the person you're talking about is is Helen. Um, he said, I could rewind a couple of minutes, but God, this storyline is dull. Yes, the cheese bits are always really dull. Um, the most they, e- have, they have to be left in because the agricultural editor says so. Yes. And otherwise, they're the only bit of bridge farm that makes any money apart from some boxes with a turnip in which also <laughs> apparently keep them going well they did well to, in lockdown yeah provide <laughs> funds for a vast family anytime they need money yeah. they just it just comes out of nowhere it's amazing um It'd be interesting to see how brexit affects their business <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> and he was also cheering jimus and says, what has Jim been carrying around with him for 70 years and how is it relevant to what Philip has done? Uh, Jim was sexually abused when he was a child and he's seeing exactly the same sort of um, uh, 
coercion and uh, the same sort of grooming going on with Philip and his son and the slaves mm. as he saw with his abuser. So that's why... The power will yielding. Yeah. yielding. Yes, and that's why Jim sort of went... Why it sort of uh, flew out in that, in that way because he was um, so... He and just actually, recognised the behaviour, didn't he? And it, and he'd been waiting to say it for mm. sixty years. On the arch, the academic archers, uh, mm. we were talking about um, that the reason Jim didn't like Philip was because he had that sort of antennae for abusers. He could tell that there was something wrong with him. That he could oh. tell that there was something about the way Philip talked to his lads and everything that he didn't like. Had the, but had that reminiscent. come up? Had that come up before? Yeah, because they started building the ex- you know the extension. Oh that, yes. Yeah. And then he t- he said, "I don't want to work oh. with them anymore." God, yeah, mm. I'd completely forgotten that. Mm. How interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, and he said, "Kirsty's been running around like a twenty-first century Magnum PI trying to find the slaves. This will end well." Exactly. No, it's a. I'm going to find those slaves <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> I tell you what, he's picked a hell of a year to start listening, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. This year has started off really well, yeah. I think. Especially after after our 2020 lockdown arches, yeah. we deserve some really oh, good God. stories yes. and, and weeks. And so far, so excellent, I think. Yeah. It's like it's like every everything went that everything went into stasis for sort of six months, and now it's just like right tick that one's done tick that one's done tick that one. Yeah, we're just hurtling through the storylines at a million miles an hour. <laughs> anyway, well done, Mister Newbie. Keep listening. I'm very impressed that you're hanging in there. Things will become clearer, and I think he's doing quite well actually. Yeah, he's getting a good good, a good uh, grasp of the characters. Yeah. And uh, he seems to be liking all the people. It's Although it's interesting, though, that he said, I hate Brian. He's awful. Brian is not normally that vindictive. No, I, I was quite surprised mm. at how vindictive. I, I, I had sort of, when he started off, I was like, what? And then, of course, I remembered how, how yeah. horrible Kirsty was. But then on the other hand, Brian, it was an awful revelation. And Kirsty's always horrible and you well Kirsty can always get a bit over passionate about yes. things and yeah. you sort of thought well surely Brian would be a bit more mature than having a big old rant but then he'd been riled up by Harrison hadn't he and and also in Brian's world women just accept what you do <laughs> and forgive you and <laughs> yeah. carry on and continue thinking you're marvelous anyway Her- I, was, I thought they'd made up I they dear vaguely she's still yeah. keeping clear of um Jennifer right because Jennifer said to her, you know, your elders, and yes, I'm going to say it, your betters. Oh. Which I will never forgive her for. Ooh. I can't. That was just, because that was prop, that really showed who she was mm. and, and how she feels about things. Yeah. And I just thought, nope, that's it. You're on the list. Uh-uh. Oh, I love Jenny, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to say it. Um, but yes, I d- but th- yeah, in, honestly, I, that's what I think. In, in, in Brian's world, women are there to forgive, to mop up, and to make you feel better about yourself, but not question your rule as your role as master of the universe. Mm. And Kirsty and Deb, Debbie's the only woman he'll take it from. Yeah, when she says no, that's not acceptable. But even that, he'll let that go because he loves her. Mm. But for for Kirsty to have the temerity to say, "I'm not impressed with you. I think you've behaved 
There's no difference I, between you and a criminal. I thought Kirsty handled it well though, because mm-hmm. she didn't get, she yeah. didn't get, she didn't yeah. sort of fight back, and she no. kept her cool. And you know, but she the was awful sort of thing ha- was though, she went to Helen and said, "I think he's right. I think he had a point." Well, I sort of, I sort of agreed with that because, well, no, I didn't. She, it's not her fault, any of this. But of course, you'd be saying to yourself, "I'm well." She's not a victim like the boys. You know, when when Brian yeah. said, um, you know, you're not, you know, when yeah. Jim said Kirsty's a victim and yeah. Brian was like, I don't think so. And of course she is a victim, but nothing She's like those boys. She's a victim of Philip, but not in the same and way. And she, I mean, I'd be the, you'd be like, how could I not have seen, how mm. could you not? Of course you'd blame yourself for mm. not seeing it. Mm. So I don't know, it made me sort of think, mm, yeah, sort of agreed with Kirsty. But to go breezing into the shop and go, Oh here we oh here we go is one half of the gruesome twosome. I thought <laughs> Brian. No, but I Jesus. thought that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very Brian yeah. thing to say oh, as hello. well, wasn't it? It's not like he just walked into a panto rehearsal <laughs> yeah. or something, and I thought not a woman who's under an enormous critical <laughs> I thought they'd investigation. Just, I just assumed there'd be an awkward silence, and then yeah. Kirsty would walk out. But yeah, no, <laughs> the good old Jim though, riding to her defence. I yes. do wish he'd barred him though i'd love to see brian barred the shop for being rude to kirsty jenny would have a shit fit your barred name yeah. address oh god not this again like, why does nobody in ambridge know who i am or where i live what's going on and now we cross to ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch Pass us the list back here, Jeff. Joe in the office said to watch my boundaries with this one. Compulsive flirtation, she said. But that probably says more about Joe than anything else. Elizabeth Pargeter said she sounded like a randier version of Nigella Lawson. Oop, here she is. Mrs Pargeter, do come in. Oh, thank you. Oh, what a lovely little van this is. I feel like I'm camping. Oh, really? Yeah, I like camping. I see. Any reason? Not that I can talk about, although I do feel like buying some cider on my way home. Uh, You live in the heart of Ambridge, do you? No, Lower Loxley. It's the large house set back from the road on the right of the village as you drove in. It's a Tudor manor house, or a stately home, and a bit Georgian. The grounds are big enough to hold a music festival in, except when they're not. There's a ha-ha and a treetop walk, and occasionally there's a petting zoo, but that comes and goes. That's quite a responsibility. Oh, I have help. I have my son, my daughter, a failed teacher, and an invisible art gallery manager called Lewis, who I believe still lives in the grounds or gardens somewhere, but no one's heard from him in years, so he may have gone feral by now. I think he possibly lives off stale brioche from the orangery. We thought it was foxes, but... It sounds like a very high-profile life. Oh, Oh, not really, but that's partly why I'm here. How can I help? Well, I'm entering a new relationship, still very early stages, but he's kind and loving and honest. Vince, he's called. He sounds great. What's the problem? He's common. I'm sorry? Look, I know it sounds awful, but Lower Loxley hosts a great many high-profile events. I'll be there at the Hunt Ball in my Amanda Wakeley, and I'm worried he'll turn up in a sports jacket and pointy shoes and hold his knife like a pencil. You think he won't fit in with your lifestyle? Well, he does run an abattoir. I see. I mean, he's hands-off, but still. 
Is he in a lower income bracket to you? Oh, no, he's extremely well off. So he'd be able to keep up with your lifestyle? Oh, yeah. I mean, anyway, I live in a flat that only seems to have three bedrooms and sometimes four, depending on whether or not a point needs to be made in the plot. Right. Does your family approve of him? No, that's the difficulty, really. My children dislike him. One of my brothers can't stand him. Ah, why do you think that is? Well, you have to understand, we're a very high-profile family. We have standards. We're pillars of the community. Oh, I see. So, church-going, law-abiding. It's interesting you say that. My mother was arrested for assaulting a celebrity chef with a flapjack. My nephew was involved in a bank robbery. My son's just come out of prison for dealing. And my brother's built his entire new business venture on slave labour. And you think Vince might let you down? Yeah, now I think about it, I can see what you mean. Do you know, I might leave it now if that's okay. Maybe I'll pop into his on my way back. I wonder if he likes cider. This entire village is built on crime and insanity. It's like the Sopranos in wellies. Let's go, Jeff. Let's find somewhere wholesome, like Holloway Women's Prison. Ugh. There'll be another podcast up next week, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. I was waiting for you to do your voiceover bit. Oh, sorry. I thought no, you got fine. sick of that. <laughs> no, I like it. That's ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. Why do they always go? dot com where did that <laughs> intonation come from it's to it. do with sort of like smiling in the voice yeah. <laughs> or you can follow us on twitter at on ambridge that's on twitter on at no. on ambridge <laughs> now you confuse everybody <laughs> and in the meantime good luck finding us on twitter <laughs> and have a lovely week Bye. <laughs> goodbye did I tell you what I did the other day, by the way, when the oh. IT man came round? Uh, no, I can't. I don't know when it was. Okay. He came round and he was setting up a new monitor. And oh, I'd yeah. shoved everything off my desk yeah. and drawers and everything so he could get to all the wires and stuff. And he piled up all the cables on the chair and he said, could you just pass me that lead? And I passed it to him and he went, that's a skipping rope. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, pardon? And he said, it's a skipping. And I went. Oh, yes, it is, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> took you away. I was thinking, Harriet would be proud of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you're checking this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm being record- recording it on a netball hoop. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs>